Welcome to another episode of Yesterday's Capers. I'm Abdullah Molim and every week I'll be bringing you the very best shows from the past that the world has to offer. Happy Black History Month. Yes, it's that time again and for the next month we'll be looking back on some great black TV shows and cartoons. This week we're focusing on different kinds of black families from this country and elsewhere as we talk the Desmonds, South Central and all of us. Three different shows with three different families and each had its own unique style and story to tell. So, let's get started. And uh, joining me as ever, it's producer Paul. Hey man, how's it going? I'm alright, fakes. How have you uh, been coping with the big freeze? Do you know what? I've been hoping to play in the snow a little bit, but I haven't had a chance. All I've had to do is like clear it off my car. <laughs> and go to work and just freeze in the one thing i noticed though i'm not sure if you've you've had this problem when you're driving the um the heating's nowhere near as good when it's like really oh, cold. my heating is is sensational oh my heat my heating the... works beautifully well so when i'm when i'm driving in the really cold it only heats up to kind of lukewarm in my car <laughs> not like you know like roast i like it roasting in the car oh no no, no my my car does that my car is roasting I can put it to like the highest level and it will be like coming out of a sauna. Oh, maybe I need to um, <laughs> check something out then. Because, yeah, I, I drove the other day and it, the steering was light as a feather. So it's just like, I'm not even going to touch this. I'm just going to straight and hopefully just go into my driveway and then come out again. Yeah. And then just hopefully get onto the main road because they don't, they, they didn't sweep up my road at all. So it was just, a snowy mess is just like uh, just driving on my road just making sure nothing happens and then once you get on the main road it's not too bad because they'll they'll grit all the main roads and the the whatever but they didn't they didn't touch my road so that was uh yeah i mean i was having a little practice to make sure my handbrake was still working when going around some of these little um little corners and stuff like that on private roads of course um yeah yeah uh but it was yeah it was great fun but it's just night times have been uh unbearably cold i think i think it was actually the the other night it was the uh, the coldest night in the uk since 1955 oh really well i think the uh, the average was uh, brought up or down by this little place in scotland which was minus 23 wow and because i think they included that with the whole uk it kind of just brought the average but no nights nights were really cold yeah, I mean, it's one thing like because you're thinking like, oh, why does it feel cold in the house, you know? And you think like, actually, it's bloody freezing outside. Maybe I should stick the heating on for five minutes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what it was. But um, no, let's uh, get right into uh, this week. I mean, this week is uh, another another cracking uh, Black History Month uh, selection of episodes, and it's always nice to do uh, black UK shows, even though they're few and far between. Few and far between finding them on on the internet. So once you do find one, I'm always uh, happy to 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 find one and and talk about it. So we'll start with uh, the Desmonds, and this show came out in January 1989, and some of the things happening in the world. Emperor Showa dies and his son Akihito is enthroned as the 125th Emperor of Japan immediately, following by the change in the era name from Showa to Haisai on the following day. In accordance with United Nations Security Council Resolution 66 and the New York Accords, 
Cuban troops begin withdrawing from Angola. 35 European nations meeting in Vienna agree to strengthen human rights and improve east-west trade. Three Fugitives was in the cinemas. And Cuddly Toy by Roachford was in the charts. Great, great, great song. This is a, a cracking, cracking song. Anyway, The Desmonds. So this was a British television uh, sitcom broadcast by Channel 4 and conceived and co-written by Trix Worrell and produced by Charlie Hansen and Humphrey Barclay. The Desmonds stars Norman Beaton as Barbara Desmond Ambrose, whose shop is gathering place for an assortment of local characters. The show is set in Peckham, or as the locals call it, Pecknam. And it features a predominantly black British Guyanese cast. And with 71 episodes, Desmond's became Channel 4's longest running sitcom in terms of episodes. While the show was not the first black or predominantly black British television sitcom, I think that would be The Fosters that was produced by London Weekend Television or LWT in 1976-77. The Desmonds was the first to be set mainly in the workplace, providing an insight into black family life, different from what had been seen before on British television. The characters had aspirations. So Desmond, he wanted to retire and return to Guyana. Michael wanted to run his own branch of the bank. Gloria wanted to get a job in fashion and Sean wanted to go to university and they were socially mobile and the vast majority of the crew were also black. The series theme song, Don't Scratch My Soka, was performed by Beaton and it was used as the opening credit throughout the entire run. A version without the vocals was used in the closing credits and at the beginning of series five, the theme received an update with more percussion the instrumental was used as the basis for a song by the Georgetown Dreamers, Desmond's old band in one episode. Worrell was keen to show that prejudice existed not just between broad ethnic groups, but also within them. While Matthew was the frequent butt of jokes from the West Indian characters, particularly Pork Pie and Desmond, he was always keen to point out the strength of African history with his regular interjection, there's an old African saying. The show had a unique method of team writing, raising the profile of some writers such as playwright Michael J. Ellis, who later worked on other shows, including the BBC's all-black sketch show, The Real McCoy, a show that I'm sure we'll do at some point in Black History Month, in October probably, and Worrell himself, who became a film writer. Uh, so uh, Tricks, uh, Tricks Worrell... I believe that's his name. Yeah, he did an interview with uh, The Guardian. I think it was about a few years ago, all about the Desmonds. And there were some interesting quotes that he kind of said and some of the stuff that he was talking about. And I quote, so he was talking about uh, a barber, I think, where he was growing up. And what he said was, and I quote, it was called Fair Deal. And there were these barbers, their noses pressed against the front window, chirps in the girls walking past. And I could see the customers in their chairs, half leathered, half shaved, wanting to get their hair cut, but thinking nothing of it whatsoever. That's when it came to me. So the idea of the Desmonds. The Black Barber is a community and a drop-in, and more crucially, a space where black people can just be black. I didn't write Desmonds for black people. I wrote it for white people, 
so they could see how black people really are. At that time, the negative press about muggings and shootings was all we seemed to get. I was fed up with it. It was the first black business you really saw on television. It doesn't matter that the guy can't cut hair. More than that, the underlying principle was if you're a minority in a predominantly white society, you have to laugh. Comedy is what keeps you going. I think we've discussed the uh, the whole idea about black barbers and how. Yeah, I was I was gonna I was gonna say like um I when I go into a barbers I want to be in there for as little time as possible, and as little talking as possible. Um, you know, I don't even want my change. You know, that's how quickly I'm in the barbers. I'm like, yeah, take your money, I'm gone. <laughs> but you got but you but we were saying like last time we were talking about barbers is that you you go in there for a good old chin wag and you know yeah. It's, 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 it, it, it is genuinely a place where I go. And yeah, it's, it's a place where, like, like he said, black people can just be black. We can just literally just tell, tell you know, our problems, you know, put the world to rights and, 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 and all of that. And yeah, like what obviously what is said in the barbers stays in the barbers. So, yeah, we could talk about a range of things, whether it's politics, football, women, relationships, all of those things. It's just a, a place to talk. You just give your opinions, even like your favorite movies, everything. We just, just sit there. You just talk. And at the end of it, you're like, yeah, OK, cool. See you in a couple of weeks again and we'll we'll, we'll do it all over again. It's 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 a. It's a wonderful magic uh, space. Yeah, it's just like it's completely different world to me. I'm literally thinking, oh god, is that guy in there looking through the window? I don't really want to talk this week, so oh, I'll come back. He's seen me. Oh no, he's seen me. <laughs> so yeah, the characters. So Desmond Ambrose was played by uh, Norman Beaton, and obviously his friends and family always make reference to his poor barbering. Sad thing about Norman Beaton was when the show ended and he moved back to Guyana, I think he passed away right right away. He had a heart attack and uh, he's uh, not with us uh, anymore. Yeah, it's like as soon as the show ended and I think he moved he moved back, yeah, he he passed away. Uh, Shirley Ambrose was played by Carmen Monroe. She's the matriarch and often solving the problems of the other characters. Michael Ambrose, played by Jeff Francis, and he's the oldest son. He was an assistant bank manager, and I think he becomes manager of the bank later on. And then uh, Gloria Ambrose, she's uh, Kimberly Walker, and she had dreams of becoming a fashion writer, and she's the only girl in the family. Uh, Sean Ambrose, he's uh, the youngest son. He played by Justin Pickett, and he rapped and was experienced in computer use. Augustus Neapolitan Cleveland Grant or Pork Pie. He's a childhood friend of Desmond and he's always in and around the barbers and hanging out. Matthew, who was a Gearbo Asante, was a an eternal student from the Gambia. But I think in real life he's Ghanaian and he's also not with us as well. He I think yeah, he died in Ghana in two thousand and eight. Tony who was played by Dominic Keating, was Desmond's first assistant barber and uh, one of the few white characters. Ricky Flaxman, played by Dean Gattis, was uh, Tony's replacement in the final series, and he's another white character. Lee, the Peckham Prince Stanley, played by Robbie Gee. He's the local wheeler and dealer, wide boy, often try and sell his wares. 
He's in Snatch, right? Yes, he is. That is a shotgun, Terence. <laughs> <laughs> that is an effing anti-aircraft gun, so. <laughs> is he the getaway driver? Exactly what is he meant to be getting away from? <laughs> yeah. Tyrone. Like, you uh, can move when you want to, can't you, Tyrone? Yeah. Of course I can. <laughs> you silly fat bastard. Oh. And then um, there was Louise Dixon or Lisa Georgian. And she was Gloria's best friend and the first white character to be shown. I think she went on to be uh, in the bill. I think she was Polly. She definitely looks familiar. Yeah. She was, she's in the bill. Yeah. The bill in the 90s used to bang. Jeez, the bill. I think I remember up to one where I think, was it Reg got shot? Who would shoot Reg? The police shot him. Be, he used to be in the office, when not he? He used to be, like, literally on the desk. Who'd shoot Reg? No, I think, so, so, I, I think it was Reg. I'm sure, because he was outside, and then there was, like, a scuffle, and the snipers had, like, crosshairs on this baddie, and there was a scuffle, and then all of a sudden he got shot. I was like, oh, my God. No, but Reg used to be, like, the, 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 the lovable goof in the bill. Like, who'd shoot him? Yeah, I know, but it, it was an accident. It wasn't meant to happen. The police snipers had... Was killing someone else. Let me just check it was him. No, but for real, the bill was the one in the 90s. Woo-wee! Like, early 2000s, it fell off. I think once it fell off, it never kind of came back. Yeah, it's changed tack now, anyway. It's like, kind of like this dark, like... It doesn't exist anymore. Thingy. No, as in, like, when it when it changed, it went all to this, like... Um... No, it just, it, it fell off. Like, how, you know, normal TV shows, it, once it kind of, it's done its course, it it falls off, and I think that's what happened. I think in the nineties, that was like the, the 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 golden era of 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 the bill, and obviously uh, Lisa Georgian was uh, a big big part of that. And finally, uh, Amanda Mosgrove or Mandy, she's uh, Michael's PA, and then soon becomes Michael's wife after he proposed. So the Desmonds. Um. So I think I started watching this when when I first got married and for some reason we didn't continue watching it. Um, I never heard of it really before. So, but so obviously I'm aware of it this time around, but before never, uh, never had heard of it. What? So, um, yeah, I just didn't watch it growing up. I just didn't, I mean, the only thing I watched growing I mean, up, you didn't, okay, you didn't watch it. Fair enough. We weren't, we weren't, I don't think we were the target def- demographic. Um, well, you, you, according to uh, tricks, you were the target demographic. However, whether you went, whether you know y'all living up in because uh, it was Channel Cambridge. Four. It was Channel Four, though, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, the only we only watched we didn't watch Channel Four really um, a lot. Only the, only the kids watched um, Channel Four. The adults didn't watch it. They only watched um, ITV and BBC. Uh, like our evening programming was always. This is how my evenings went from like. Um, on Monday to Friday, at least, was Emmerdale, Coronation Street, EastEnders, bed. Every night until I was like 21. Um, not, not really 21, but you know. Um, and then uh, weekends, I don't know what Saturday was, but it was like game shows. Yeah, Saturday was game shows. It was like Family Fortunes, Blind Date, Noel Edmonds House Party, Catchphrase, the whole shebang. And then Sundays was Heartbeat. Okay, yeah, that, I, I, I can't believe that even yeah, you'd never even heard. I mean, the Desmonds was so 
iconic. Maybe it's different from me and you. Bearing in mind, I'm not even from London. But no, I think we did used to watch this Mondays 8.30. That that time slot is very familiar because I know like Mondays 8.30, we would either be the Desmonds or my mum would want to watch Food and Drink or I would want to watch Question of Sport because that was when Question of Sport used to come on. This, this, this was a, a very iconic show. The theme song was iconic. Theme tune's amazing. Love the theme tune. Love the theme tune. Obviously, yeah, set in uh, Peknam. This is obviously I don't really tend to go that south. You know, no, no, no disrespect, South London, but y'all ever won't catch me really going south of the river too often if I don't have to. Yeah, I y'all, y'all just y'all just stay in your South London, whether it's uh, Camberwell, whether it's Peknam, Croydon, or you lot, Lewisham. Nah. To be honest, London Bridge. That's even south of the river, so <laughs> I will go come on. Don't 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 get London Bridge involved into this. But um No, this was this was a really, really good show. It kind of makes a lot of um sense and uh, something that the uh the, the, the author not not author but tricks had said was obviously what would uh the Desmonds be up to in 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 the modern times. What he said was probably trying to figure out this whole Windrush scandal. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, what because when you see like the boat, you know, and in the title sequence, Windrush written on the yeah. boat, and it's like, wow, the you I mean, told I'd... these people to come to the UK. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. We were they were like invited here, come here, but then all. But you can correct me if I'm wrong because I'm not too familiar with the Windrush situation but what I understand is they were brought over here you know as doctors and uh with all different professions but then basically what said well you can't be a doctor here and then I don't know about that but what what I kind of understand was it was the end of the world end of world war ii uk is in a mess obviously they look to the commonwealth yeah there's that one of those things they go oh we need to go to the commonwealth we need to we need to rebuild this country come on won't you guys come with us on this big-ass boat we sent you? Come and rebuild this country. Come and build the roads. Come and build buildings, schools. Let's make up new towns like Reading and Luton. And let's have people live there. And Or, or Milton Keynes. I think that's like a new town that was kind of built after the, um, after the war. And I think it was one of those where they weren't given passports because it was like, obviously, if you're in the Commonwealth, don't worry about it. You're British. Don't worry about it. Just come to this country. You're you're in the Commonwealth, which means by default, you are British. So you ain't got to worry about documents and, 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 and things of that nature. So obviously they thought, okay, fine. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's, let's do this. We'll, we'll, we'll come and live in this uh, damp cold rainy ass island where we'll be called things like gollywogs and nignogs and we'll 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 get the 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 back end of racism and 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 and, and things of that nature and people will just write absolute nonsense about us i did like uh hmm, who walked in yeah i think it was desmond yeah who walked in when in one of the first scenes of the episode was like get this newspaper out of my shop right now always blaming black people for everything. Because I think one of them walked in with uh, the Sun newspaper. 
and then fast forward to all this time and it was like yeah they kind of used it against them that they didn't have these documents so what we're going to do is we're just going to deport them i honestly can't believe that was allowed to happen that was that seems to me like the most stupid horrific thing you could ever do to a people like bring someone here and now but thing is that you know people are living here they make up our society you know embedded within our culture now and they're like oh yeah by the way you gotta go home I, this is my home you know i'm not knowing anything else see you later <laughs> like i can't believe that was even allowed to happen like shame on the government shame on them they'll be like oh what happened here did you uh sneeze without a tissue oh that's a, a legal offense sir we're gonna have to kick you out of this country sorry I honestly can't believe that that was even a thing. Uh, it's disgusting. It's absolutely absolutely disgusting. You know what? It's like it's crazy with this government. You'd think this is the most egregious thing, but there's so much more. There's so much more that they've done, and and this is just the one thing that they've done. Obviously, it's the the kind of focus of what we're talking about. But yeah, this was this was this was just the most horrible thing that they could do. And I think Panorama did a, a really excellent documentary about the, the impact and, and the hurt they, they caused. Cause it's like, yeah, like you said, they don't know anything else. They've grown up here. They've, they've lived here their entire lives. And all of a sudden it's cause they, they've got a bit of paperwork missing. Oh, I'm sorry. You haven't got uh, the right kind of paperwork. So yeah, you're like, you, you, you gotta go. But I think even like even after the the whole thing was exposed, they were still deporting Black Britons. They were still doing it. They were still it was still happening. I, I don't think it is right. It can't be legal, surely. Uh, I just don't understand why it's happening. Yeah, well, there's lots of things that are happening under this government. You know what I mean? So yeah, before the, before this turns into uh... you know what the country's like. We'll have an election and they'll bloody vote for him again. Yeah, this this beyond with a, with 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 a majority. It's just uh, it astounds me. It's like, it really does astound me. Yeah, it, it, yeah. This is sums up this country in a nutshell, doesn't it? Right. Let's uh, let's get into episodes before this turns into some kind of mess. Yeah, before we have to cut most of the episode out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I've watched two episodes and I've lost one of them. But the second episode, I've written notes retrospectively and um, very thin on the ground. But because I was sitting there watching the show and yeah, I'll, I'll explain after anyway. So, no, it's um, fine. I mean, before you go into episodes, what did you think about watching it again? Probably should have asked that. Sorry. Well, I mean, this show was... I have to say, like, one of the loveliest, most wholesome um, programs I've seen on TV for a long time. Um, and, that you know, all of the challenges, yeah, all of the, um, you know, wholesome bits of being a family and, and how, you know, thing is, one thing I've noticed is that, like, I'm generalizing here, but it just seems to be like, you know, when you get the black community, and I'm talking about, you know, just in general, it seems to be like the way more, like, family orientated than now even now more than you know like i think white people were and then they just kind of drifted apart and started putting their people in homes and stuff like that you know um but it just seems to me like you know it's way like this is what 
I feel like this is what everything kind of should be around, like concentrating on this family unit and this like um, the wholesomeness of being at home and and also the challenges, of course. And uh, but you know, I uh, what I'm trying to say is this show is awesome and I loved it. That's basically <laughs> how it got down to it. But yeah, no, I I, I completely agree with that, and it's it was an incredibly, like you said, really wholesome show. I thought it was very endearing. I enjoyed it so much. It was such a, a fun watch. It was funny. It was the characters were great. I I liked the characters. Even the white characters were were really good, and they added to the show. Obviously, they had their parts to play, and they they played it ever so well. Everything about the show was 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 everything good about doing this podcast, and 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 really it's a case of liking this show and 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 everything everything about it well it's and, it's, uh, it's, it's it's a really good example of like you know black excellence right like this is what absolutely. we're cele- celebrating in this month and and I, I was surprised when you said like even the the crew were black as well right the yeah. words on it that i was like excellent brilliant you know like this is this is what everything the thing is let's face it this shouldn't have to happen right we shouldn't have to have this sort of thing, but we're in a day and age where this is like worse than ever, to be fair. French Lessons, that was the pilot. Right, French Lessons. This episode, right, there's a couple of bits in here um, that I was like, that is brilliant. First, so the first thing, kind of mum's just like pottering around the house and there's this white girl, first of all, and I was like, oh, what's going on? Um, what, <laughs> what's her name again? I wanted Louise. To her, Louise. Oh, because I was calling her Kim, but I think that's the actress's name, right? <laughs> Him. <laughs> I was just like she's some white woman. <laughs> Louise. <laughs> Louise. Right. Okay. So she went downstairs, and then the um, uh, Gloria comes out of the. Was it no? I think she sees Sean first, or Gloria first. Anyway, she sees Sean first, and he comes out of his bedroom. And he does this rap, and I was a bit like, "Yeah, this ain't for me." I'm sorry. <laughs> I was a bit like, I was a bit like, "Yeah, that's pretty cool," but you know, this is not. This is not like. I think this is when like rap music was sort of beginning to really take height and really kind of burst into the culture. Like late 80s, early 90s, this was obviously the time of like NWA and L Cool J and Rakim and Eric B. So this is when hip-hop was literally starting to blow up and, and, and take over. So, yeah, so this this guy's little kind of rapping and then the girl comes out, Gloria, and then she says that... um. Louise won't touch the utensils downstairs out of protest or something like that because she wants to be like the you know strong powerful woman can't possibly cook anything, um, uh, and then and then her mum was literally like well you better go down the stairs and reintroduce her to my utensils because the last time she tried to cook in my house she nearly burnt it down making beans on toast. Uh, anyway, so then it kind of cuts to like the main bit I guess of the sitcom which is like um, the barbers. This is where you first introduced to Desmond. He's in a mirror going like, oh, you're, you're looking good. Like, you know, slapping on a bit of like, you know, aftershave on him. And his mates come in. That's when you're talking about the newspaper. And he says like, get that out of here. The mum comes in and says, oh yeah, I think he's called pork pie because he wears a pork pie hat, right? That's a pork pie hat he's wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so basically, this is where you kind of figure out there's a bit of tension between like the West Indians and the the, the African guy, right? So there's a kind of a bit of like, a, ooh, a bit of a competition going there. So it turns out that the, the, there's a guy, the, the African guy, he, he's, because you said he was, he's, he's not Ghanaian in real life, is he? he's from the Gambia in this show, right? 
yeah, Ghanaian in real life, the Gambia in this. And um, yeah, so he's holding this newspaper and he's, and he's got a lecture said, is, I think it's the, this, this is right, where he said he's going to deliver a lecture that's, is tabloid... No, I think he's going to a class. Oh, he's is he a going to a class? Student. Oh, okay. This whole time I thought he was the teacher. Um, <laughs> um, is tabloid journalism undermining today's urban society? Which is what you were talking about earlier. Then it cuts to Kim and... I say Kim, 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 Louise. Um... Louise, oh god, I've just deleted. I've just deleted my. I've just deleted my notes. <laughs> you just undo then. Shake your phone and click undo. I'm not on my phone. I'm on my computer now. <laughs> oh, Control Z then, or Command Z. Hang on, right, back to the phone. Quick, back to the phone. So, uh, yeah, so uh, Louise and uh, Gloria are looking for a mail order bride. Sorry, <laughs> mail order man. That's a slip of the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> mail order bride. <laughs> just get, just you know. Back for all you know, the Thai bride thing was there's all the anyway, before I get myself into a lot of trouble. Um Lee comes back from Spain, um and this is this is him from Snatch, so he's giving it the big and you know, like I'll, I'll um I he's like I, I went to was it I went to LA, I went to this, I went to that, and that was just the name of the bars or something like that. Um and he, anyway, he's giving it the big and giving everyone their little gift like he's like, Oh yeah, I'm all Miami Vice and the pork pie is like, You're gonna need legal advice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Um and then he went so he's he's only gone to Spain and a French girl comes in and he's basically straight on her. Like he's just like gets up from his chair, like, Oh all right, darling, you know, giving it all the big and and it turns out he's having a boxing match. Uh then Sean is doing a um I think um the mum does her hair, right? But then um Shirley does her hair, uh, and there's, but it cuts back home, and Sean's kind of computer programming, and a dad c- kind of like presses a button on it, and he's like, it goes crazy, and he's like, learns that computers have languages, and then he realizes he's not interested in learning any of that, and he's like, why would I want to kind of learn all that? And then Gloria says, I want to learn French, and he's like, what do you want to do a silly, le- silly thing like that for? And I was like, I was like, oh, here we go, <laughs> and. And then, um, and then she says, like, um, oh, I haven't write down the lines that she says, but she like kind of like tri- she like destroys him. And then, and then, and then in the end, he goes, he goes, right? Why are we even talking about this? Because the kids vote, right? The kids vote, like, oh, all in favour of mum doing her French lessons, and they're like, and they're like, wee wee. And then, <laughs> and then, and then he goes, he's like, what are we even doing the votes for? I, I make the decisions in this house. And then she, she literally just looks at him and goes, thank you, darling. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> so like she has to go to French lessons and so then it goes back to Gloria and um Louise and she they're do- talking about the uh, the mail order um people and they says why do they why do they um send me this there no black people don't photo- uh, photocopy well <laughs> 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 could you kind of see a whole black square <laughs> <laughs> And then I realised this is like photocopying, like you know, like things like that. Would it's crazy, you know? Didn't have colour photocopiers then. Yeah, but I mean, ink was expensive, I guess, right? So Mum loves the French lessons. Uh, the men playing dominoes, and this is like a this is again an Africa thing. And then like the two, um, uh, Matthew is like got one domino left, and um, he's like, I'll oh, just play your. Three Last fives, one. yeah. Yeah, and he's like, "How do you know what I've got?" He's like, "Oh, he's like, well, well, what have I got then?" He's like, three fives and a four, two. I don't know what he says. Um, and then, like, I just learned to read the game. And then uh, Dad says, "Like, play your three fives so I can get on with my uh, evening or whatever." The pork pie and Matthew go to the boxing, 
with Lee, but he stays because um, he's, he's, Thursday nights are his night with Gloria. No, uh, Shirley, sorry. Um, and then everyone goes out. Sean goes out. Gloria goes out uh, with Denise. No, I'll put Denise down. Is it Louise or Denise? Louise or whatever. Um, well, anyway. White girl. Yeah. It's Louise. We've been through this. I wrote Denise. I got it wrong twice. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, so, and then mum's all dressed up. She comes in. He goes, oh, I don't realise we're getting, we're going out, out. Let me go and get changed. He's like, no, I'm going out with, um, uh, was it, was his name? Jean something? The French I teacher. Right. <laughs> um, anyway, so she goes, she's going out with the French teacher. He's like, oh, well, what time will we be back? He's like, 11 o'clock. And then it cuts to like. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, what kind of black man be called Jean-Pierre? I don't trust him. <laughs> like that he's not happy about it and to be honest i won't be happy about it like yeah but john pierre is he's, he's probably like some young student guy anyway and then and then what's he got to be worried about for so this is the best bit so the, she goes out she comes back and it's like two in the morning now right he's been waiting up for her and he's not he's like he's not happy and i wouldn't be happy no call no nothing Wife comes in from a night out with another man watching a film and she's late, right? On top of it, right? And then, so he starts to like, he kind of pull, pulls her up on it, right? And rightly so, she should be pulled up on it, right? And then she switches and all of a sudden he's in trouble. But, <laughs> so like, he, she, he tries to like tell her and... Anyway, she's right. But then they have a kind of this, this is where it kind of gets really nice, where they have a really nice heart to heart. And uh, I didn't write down what they exactly say, but they basically, uh, oh yeah, because he, he's saying that he wants to go um, to build, he don't want to run anymore, whatever. He just, he just wants to go home and build a house in Guyana. And this is where he says, I text you about this, this is where he says, um, yeah, I want to build a house out there in case this country decides they want to throw us out. And I was like, that is so poignant. And so, like, um, like right now, you know, so poignant. And then now, uh, and then basically next day, mum and mum and dad are kind of like really happy again, you know, like kind of flirting with each other even after like, like a bazillion years of marriage. And 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 I thought that was really sweet, you know, showing this kind of like this moment. And then the and mum's got a rose that um the girls left on the because they kind of they have to wear a rose on their lapel to show that they're with looking for the mail order person that's coming right so um but they kind of get a bit scared and they put it on the um on the uh, table with a uh, tea and stuff like that and the mum thinks it's for her from desmond so when she goes downstairs all are kind of lovey-dovey and then this guy the mum kind of puts it in her lapel and then the mail order guy comes in and he goes oh you're even more beautiful than i thought and then like grabs hold of her and you know that's kind of the end of the episode a little bit of you know very light comedy at the end um that was the first episode i watched and i went straight on to episode two so i went straight on to episode two which was i forgot the episode name but uh basically this ep episode and notes will be very short here sorry uh was about uh the barbershop and it's doing okay but um, this guy comes in from like this, you know, kind of trendy barbers or tr trendy hairdressers, and um, makes an offer. He says, "Like, listen, I could set up, well, I could set up a business next door to you, and I put you out of business in a heartbeat. But I want to make you an offer. It saves me hassle, it saves you hassle. I'll buy you out." Um, Desmond wants to know what the offer is, but the mum says, "Like, no, you, you know, we're not gonna even entertain it." And then, so they decide later on that why don't you just go and ask for a loan from the bank, do this place up. And, you know, we'll be in competition with anybody. So he goes to the bank and it's his son who he hasn't seen for ages, who is Michael, 
who's the, the person who approves the loans. They kind of had this kind of like argument, you know, why don't you come anymore? Why don't you come around to your mom, blah, blah, blah. Um, give me the money. And I said, no, I'll tell you what, I'll come home after my squash and, and uh, you know, I'll have some dinner. And then when he gets back, so when he goes home eventually to to see his parents, he says, look, your loan's no good, but what I'll do is I'll give you the money and I'll come in as a business partner with you, business partner with you. Uh, dad gets a bit annoyed about it, but he eventually agrees. And what he decided to do is like um, use the community aspect of the barbers um, instead of like the you know the trendy place with you know big chains and stuff like that. You know they, they've got a different angle. They're going to use the um, community aspect of it to you know to scare off the short on short and curly guy. And that's exactly what they do. So they they, they invite everyone around. Um, they have like a big kind of like rally around the community, and everyone kind of like. Um, makes it nice and nice and busy again um and that's the end of the episode two cool so i went to series three episode one and the headhunter and so it kind of starts with the uh, glory and louise watching a scary movie and then shirley and desmond are back from their evening out and shirley gets offered a job um, at a hairdressing salon by a woman called April Buchanan and it's like a really fancy place like a really sort of um, a fancy hairdressing salon Lee is trying to talk to Matthew and basically he's all like oh I've got these African clothing and he's like you know Jambo and then obviously Matthew and yeah, Matthew and Lee, I've got this like new business venture and they're basically wearing like these um, dashi keys from Africa. But um, Matthew said that, oh, my supplier goes that we can't do business unless you write help a hippo on the back of the, uh, the shirts. So it's going towards a help a hippo fund. And April comes to the barber and everyone is looking like they're thinking oh this woman's fine she's mm, mm, mm," like all checking her out or whatever and she's basically having a look around and obviously they're like oh who's that and obviously desmond's like oh that's uh, my wife's boss you know she ain't gonna be here to read the meter is she and then shirley's getting ready to go to work Obviously, Desmond is quite supportive of her doing this because obviously it's like, you know, I've she's done so much for the family. This is going to be like her way to, you know, do her own thing now. And she's getting ready for work. And then she's basically going like on a trip down memory lane, reminiscing about how far they've come. So when they first moved to this country, when they got married, when they had children and... And basically, yeah, she's just having a trip with them and then she goes to the work and she's basically teaching all these um, interns how to like cut hair and how to, you know, do lots of magical things with hair. Then April, she comes into the barbershops to visit Desmond. And all this time, she was met, she was um, giving Shirley a job and kind of getting her out of the way so she can then make a move on uh desmond because she was like oh desmond's obviously like what the hell are you doing here don't you want to see my wife and then obviously she's like no i'm here to see you desmond ambrose oh yeah that's, that's dark man oh 
And uh, Desmond wakes up in the morning. He's all in a good mood. And then April calls the salon. And obviously the lads in the barbers, they all suss that something is going on. And they're like, oh, what, what happened? Why are you in a good mood? And why is April calling you? Did something happen? And obviously he's like, no, of course something, nothing happened. And they're like, mm, yeah, so we, yeah, that we don't, we don't know about that. And then obviously they're all like, mm, something's definitely going on. And April comes to see him again. And she was like, oh, you know, what, what, what do you want? Do you want to take this to the next level? And Desmond's like, uh, no, we don't. And no, he goes, uh, he goes, no, I'm a happily married man. And he goes, and Shirley obviously says, you know what? Well, in that case, then Shirley will no longer work for me. And obviously he's like, yeah, okay, so be it kind of thing. And Shirley comes back from work due. And basically Desmond's basically telling her that uh, April made a pass on him. And yeah, they have a big old argument. And then he's like, look, I'm sorry I didn't do more. I'm sorry I didn't, you know, boot her out at the first opportunity, but I love you and it's only been you and can you forgive this old fool? And yeah, it kind of ends in that way. Then I went on to series four, episode 12, my two sons. So this is all about Michael in his nice, big, fancy bank job. And there's rumors of cutbacks in the office and Mandy's going, you know, yeah, people have been talking in the, in the cafe, in the canteens. And obviously Michael's like, yeah, I don't go there, whatever. And yeah, she goes, there's going to be cutbacks. And then it goes to Sean and he's talking about his dreams and ambitions as a, a student. And Lee is going, you know what? I'm going to go to another barber because this place ain't working out for me. And Tony is basically suggesting that he, he's the white guy. And he basically suggests, look, you need to hire another barber. We're losing customers. We're uh, we're not as modern. People don't like the uh, old-fashionedness about this place. And so we find out that Michael ends up being responsible for restructuring the business. So that means that he's going to be in charge of the redundancies. So he's basically having a look at a list, and he's basically going, okay, so I'm going to fire the woman that's on maternity leave. There's kids that's got spots. So I'm going to fire him. And then obviously Mandy's like, you're out of control. Stop this. And then obviously Michaels goes, no, I'm not. Either you're going to fall in line or you're going to be fired. And obviously Mandy's standing up to Michael. And he goes, you know what? You're fired. I'm doing this restructuring. <laughs> and he's going out of control. Then you see like the old heads are all having fun dancing to some, you know, Caribbean soca and all this stuff. And then Sean was like, nah, man, I'm going to turn this off and I'm going to put on some modern music and I'm going to make it half price for under 18s. And then obviously Desmond's like, what? And he goes, this is how much it's going to cost. Okay, then let's talk about these under 18s then. Damn, <laughs> let's go, kind of thing. <laughs> and then the barbershop ends up getting packed, it's heaving. And they're doing all these like different styles and, and cuts. But obviously it's a new generation. Desmond doesn't like it. He goes, oh, what's wrong with a, a classic cut? And Pork Pie and Matthew don't like it because it's obviously like, you know, loud music. And they're like, you know, we don't, we're, we're going to leave the shop. And 
Mandy comes to the barbers and she's upset about Michael and she's basically telling his parents about what he's trying to do. And Sean is like to the old heads, you know what? Why don't you guys go upstairs? Like, we've got this covered, Dad. Like, yeah, don't worry about it. You, you know, put your feet up, have a cup of tea, go upstairs. And so they're basically going upstairs. They're talking about the heat wave of 1976 and the cricket against the West Indies. And I think this was the series where West Indies came to England and basically wiped the floor with them in the cricket. There's a really, really good um, documentary about uh, that West Indies cricket team. I think it's called Fire in Babylon. It's an excellent, excellent documentary about the cricket there. And so uh, I think Lee was like to Mandy, let me tell you something that you need to know about Michael. And apparently he used to have spots and they used to call him Marshes because of Hackney Marshes. But instead of Hackney Marshes, they used to call him Acne Marshes. <laughs> oh, God, that's awesome. And, you know, Mandy goes and tells him about that. And so he's like, okay, 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 okay. I'm not going to fire the, the, the person with the spots. Damn, like, you know, why you gotta, why you got to do me like this? And Desmond comes down to the barbershop and he goes, oh, do you need any help, Sean? He goes, oh, yeah, if you could sweep up the hair. But then Sean goes, you know what? Look, Dad, I'm not trying to take over the barbers. This is your business. This is, you know, your dream. My dream is going to be elsewhere. Like, don't worry. Like, I got you, Dad. And yeah, it kind of ends in that sense. And it was, again, really, really lovely, lovely episode. Uh, last episode I watched was the penultimate episode. I think the last the the last ever episode was the Christmas special. But um, yeah, I watched one called A Sign of the Times. So Desmond decides to get a, a nice fancy neon sign that would say Desmond's. And obviously he's waiting for Lee to come with the neon sign, but he's late. And then Michael comes to the barbershop and he's stressed out about his wedding. Because obviously he in proposes to Mandy and they're going to get married. And Gloria, she has this like stress tester watch. And she's trying it on to people in the shop. And obviously she's pork pie is like, yeah, get this thing off me, man. I'm fine. I'm fine. And obviously Desmond's getting really, really stressed out about Lee not coming with the uh, sign. So Gloria puts it on Desmond and he's going... Beep, and he's like, what the hell's wrong with me? And and then obviously, I think Gloria's saying, oh, you've got um, executive stress. And he's like, huh, executive stress. I think I can work with that. Yeah, executive, because I'm a boss. Yeah, executive stress. And and obviously, they're like telling him, you know what? You need to go and have a lie down. And Sean is upstairs, and he's basically doing a, a lecture about um, the impact of, I think, computers in the modern world or something something on the signs and obviously he's uh, asking Sean for his hot water bottle but Sean's like yeah I don't know dad can you um leave me alone kind of thing and then Lee he brings the neon sign but he's struggling to put it up and then so once he kind of fiddles about with the electrics he plugs it and the whole like electric boom goes off and then he's like what the hell's happening to my house what's going on what's going on and they're like you know don't worry about it don't worry about it so they're going into the, the 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 cellar or the basement and they're kind of turning it on and mandy comes into the shop and she's talking to shirley about her marriage plans 
But obviously, Mandy's being too ambitious, and she's thinking, you know what? I want, I want, I want this for my wedding. I want that for my wedding. I want to hire the BGs. I want to do this. And obviously, they're like, yeah, maybe you should kind of uh, slow down a bit. Then Michael comes and he's helping with the neon sign, and then the power blows again, and you know, Sean loses his notes. Gloria, she's trying to do a, an article, and that gets messed up. And obviously they're all like, hey, what, what the hell's going on? And obviously Desmond comes downstairs. He goes, what, what is going on? What are, you, what are you all doing? And then Lee's like, you know what? Okay, fine. I think I finally cracked it. He turns it on. And then it comes on Desmond. And then it goes, boop, boop, boop. And then it says demons is flashing. <laughs> so the demon part of the name just like, boop. Boop, 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 and he's and it just kind of ends in that in that way and yeah that was the desmonds yeah i mean i'm quite glad that i only watched the first couple of episodes of it because this is definitely something i'm going to pick up again you know and try and see through to the end um i like it when you find something you know you can watch on an evening and uh you know just enjoy you know the kind of 21st century way of viewing these um sitcoms uh yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to this one yeah yeah and no i i absolutely loved this show i'm so glad it lived up and it held up that's always my biggest fear but uh, more often than not it's always been the case where if a show was good back then chances are it's going to be good again and it's going to be one of those timeless things that we will always remember forever and ever and ever South Central now, and we're going back to April 1994 and some of the things happening in the world. Rwandan President Juvenile Habyarimana and Burundi President Cyprien Ntariamira die when a missile shoots down their jet near Kigali, Rwanda, and it's taken as a pretext to begin the Rwandan genocide. Voters in Finland decide to join the European Union in a referendum. South Africa adopts a new national flag, replacing the orange, blanche, blue flag that was used during apartheid. When a man loves a woman was in the cinemas and You Gotta Be by Desiree was in the charts. I was about to say if you didn't know this song. One thing I didn't know, though, was what the South African flag used to look like. I've just it's basically it like now. the Dutch flag. Yeah, I'm just looking at it now. I never, I don't think I've ever seen that before. I learned something yeah, today. Not seen the uh, apartheid flag, but uh, no, I, 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 even though I did study apartheid in the history. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know that they had a different flag either. Damn. But yeah, South Central. So this was a uh, comedy series that aired on the Fox Network. However, was cancelled following its first season after ten episodes aired. Series was set in 1990s South Central Los Angeles and dealt with the lives of an African American family, the Mosleys, and issues such as gang violence, drugs, dating, school, and unemployment. Joan Mosley is a divorced mother raising three children with no assistance from her ex husband. Her oldest son, Marcus, having been murdered years earlier by a gang member, Joan's financial situation becomes complicated after she's laid off. And it features many guest stars, including a young Jennifer Lopez, Shah Jackson and Maya Campbell, 
and series which was produced on a smaller budget than most sitcoms was popular among critics for what was perceived as a realistic and sometimes dark portrayal of urban life. The show aired on Tuesday evenings following Rock, and due to the decline in ratings of the entire night of programming, Fox cancelled all the shows on that night, which included The Sinbad Show and In Living Colour, and created the Tuesday night movie. The cancellation of the series, all of which had predominantly black cast, prompted Jesse Jackson to call for a boycott of the network for perceived institutional racism. Fox maintained that the series were low rated and the decision to cancel was not racially motivated. Series creator Ralph Farquhar, a name that we have heard often on this uh, podcast, will later co-create the UPN sitcom Moesha, along with Sarah V. Finney and Vida Spears. And the series, a more traditional sitcom, was set in Lehman Park. And yeah, basically that Moesha. The characters, so there was Joan Mosley, Andre Mosley, played by young Lawrence Tate, Tasha Mosley, Dion Carter, Rashad, Sweets, who was the friend of uh, Joan. Rashad was the best friend of Andre. Tasha was the young sister. Dion, Car- Dion is the little boy that was uh, adopted. Um, Dr. Ray, I think he's the, uh, the, the, the therapist of uh, Dion. And Mayo is uh, the guy who owns the shop. Nicole is uh, the, the girlfriend of Andre. Chanel was Nicole's best friend. Lucille, who was played by young Jennifer Lopez. And yeah, there was a, an article about South Central in 2014 written by Ramsey S. for Vulture. And what this person said, and I quote, I wish I could say that things have changed in 20 years since South Central aired, but I'm not sure that I can. With TV even more fragmented today, it seems even less likely for a show like this to not only make it on a major network, but to pull in the kind of numbers it takes to survive. This might be a second golden age of television, as some have said, but it's even harder to create a comedy that will not only entertain folks of all backgrounds, but broaden their horizons at the same time. So, yeah, let's talk about South Central. Yeah, I think it's no surprise, really, that I've never heard of this show before. Had you heard of it? No, I'd never heard of it. And um, so when you said it was dark... Um, and you know, realistic and sometimes dark. I was like, yeah, like that's the kind of a spot on um, description of the show. I think very hard hitting, very um, can be dark. Yeah, it's, it's a hard hitting show, sort of funny at times, I guess maybe, um, but not really, right? Yeah, I mean, I think when I was reading about this show and doing the research, I think what the plan was that they kind of wanted to do a modern day version of good times but i don't think that was ever gonna work or i don't think that was ever gonna be something that they could do and i think the reason in my opinion why the show may have failed or may have not worked out was i don't think they knew whether they wanted to make it a hundred percent a sitcom or a hundred percent hard-hitting because if you're going to do a, a show called South Central in the 90s and it's going to be set in South Central LA. It's 
got to be gritty, isn't it? It's got to be hard hit. You got to tell the story. You got to go all in. Because this is what ninety four. This is what not that long after Rodney King and the LA riots. Yeah, it's not that long from even OJ, and tension in LA was fever pitch at that point. Like race relations, tensions, it was it was simmering, boiling point. Actually, it was it was beyond a boiling point at this at this stage. And you know, whether you thought OJ did it or not, it's irrelevant. But I think what that kind of trial did bring to light, along with the whole OJ mess, was the institutional racism of the Los Angeles Police Department. It kind of raised Johnny Cochran, brought that issue, and he brought that into the the focus. Yeah, this is this is an issue. And obviously black people who were still reeling after the whole the LA riots and Rodney King and and then you had white people who were saying, oh look, you know, these uh Nicole Simpson and uh her fella who were brutally murdered outside OJ's home. And then and, and obviously white people were thinking of that and thinking, oh, this is tension, heights. And to have a laugh track, I did kind of think it was daft to put a laugh track in that. And this was very, yeah, very hard hitting, very to the point. It wasn't, this show didn't fail because there were bad actors. Because look who was in it. Jennifer Lopez. Lawrence Tate is a, a good actor. A lot of these people who were on this show went on to, you know, do other things within acting. So it wasn't like they, they failed because they were bad I actors. I thought the it acting was, just... was great, to be honest. Like, yeah. I thought, I thought the show itself was like quite cool, like quite a well-delivered show. Mm, absolutely. And yeah, that was just my kind of thing is, yeah, if you're, if you're going to do this in that time, then there's only really one way you can go and yeah they probably knew that as well like but it's just the thing is i think they probably had all of the sets and all of the um kind of facilities for a sitcom but none of the uh stuff for a drama as well you know because it's kind of two separate things you can't shoot like a single camera drama you know in the format of a um yeah a sitcom because it just doesn't work you know and i think the low budget as well I think this is one of those where they did green light it, but it was one of those where, okay, you basically got 10 episodes to bang. Yeah. And you got a fiver to do it. Yeah. And if you, and if, and if, and if, and if, and if it don't work out, then sorry, it's one of those. Yeah. You tried, but yeah, we, we, we got to run this and yeah, it, it is, it is, it is quite sucky that uh, Fox not only canceled this show, but basically every other black show coincidentally, Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, right? But blacks are still an American, uh, sorry, in America, are an ethnic, minor, ethnic minority, right? Yeah. Therefore, making up less of the population than the white people. Yeah. Right? And if everyone's watching one show, you know, if, say if white people are watching one show, that's going to be high ratings. And if black people are watching another show, it's going to be lower ratings than the, if a lot of the white people are doing it on average, right? Probably. That's a very. Uh simplistic way of putting it but well, yeah I, no but i'm thinking so what i'm saying is if there were lower ratings you're still probably nailing quite a lot of the audience surely yeah 
That's all I was saying. I mean, I just think like maybe they yeah. they looked at it properly. I don't know, but I'm just thinking. But no, as a show, you know, in terms of the moving parts, in terms of tangibles, I think the show did have all of those things. But I just think, yeah, they they um, they sh- I think they should have just went all the way with it and just done it as a brute, as a gritty, brutal. Yeah, this is South Central. This is Bompton. This is L.A. This is Crenshaw. Like you know, this is this is real. This is real stuff. This is real. This is what's happening in L.A. today. They should have just done that. And if they and if they got cancelled doing that, then then so be it. Yeah, that's what I think they should have done. I think so. Yeah, like I said though, this show actually was wasn't bad show at all. I like I I genuinely like this show. It's just like, yeah, it's a bit confusing the format. But apart from that, it was um, it was a really really good show. Extremely well delivered by all the actors. Um, I thought the the, the writing was on point. Uh, like the 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 things that it tackled was on point. Um, yeah, it just wasn't that funny. That's all I'm gonna say. You know? Yeah, and I don't think it was supposed to, but obviously they were like, "Yeah, give us, give us, give us a '90s version of Good Times," and or I don't know, the Jeffersons, and you know, we, we can have Wheezy and. Uh... Did they mention? Was it this one? No, it wasn't. It's was the other show. But yeah, let's uh, yeah, let's go into episodes. Uh, right, so I went straight in again, episodes one and two, um, and so this one kind of turns up. Her mum's in bed. And she's being woken up by Dion, who's this little boy, and he's kind of just going crazy in the bed next to her. And um, turns out that her son, um, Andre, put her in, put him in the bed because he's like, I don't want to have to deal with this kid anymore. I'm getting annoyed because um, they're that kind of share room. And uh, this is where we kind of turned out because she mentioned something about his uh, um, the adoption people or something like that. So I was like, maybe he's a foster kid, and it turns out obviously that he was. So. Uh, Tasha, like she's kind of like seems to be running the house doing all the chores and stuff. Like, mum wakes up her son Andre. Um, that's what I've written a note in the girls called Tasha. So, um, mum says, Andre, you've got to take um, Dion to school. Tasha wants to jacket, but mum says no, but she's kind of a bit hard about it. Um, Andre is talking to something and he says, like, bitch, on to uh, in relation to a woman, like, as in, like, um, and uh, the mum just loses it. Like she kind of just goes off at him, um, and then um, turns. That's where you kind of learn that uh, their dads have their dads like nowhere to be seen, kind of thing. They were kind of on their own. Then when they when they all go out, mum's actually going in for an interview, and it's not going well. The the guy's like, um, "Oh, so you were in this department?" He goes, "Yeah, well, I was, actually, I was a secretary to do it." And he's like, "Oh, you went to this university? Oh, did I did miss something." No, no, no. What I was gonna say was this is the difference between black people and white people when they're going for jobs. I hundred percent guarantee that was a white person who had that resume, they would have ran to the bank with it. Yes, I did run that. Yes, I did go to that university. Yes, I did do this. Yes, I did do that. Black people, we're too honest. We're gonna say, you know what, okay, uh I didn't, but I uh, yeah, tech, like I wrote that down, but yeah, technically this was what my role was, and okay, I did go to that university, but I missed a couple of classes. Man, a white person would have go, yeah, I went to UCLA, I did all this, I did all of that. No, 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 no. One no. one thing that was really interesting, right? So, how I've been working over the last few years, like you know, 
there, there is a like an interview process, but more often than not, like it's not the most important thing. I think like one of the most important thing is like um, references, right? Reference. I can vouch for this guy, and she's got that. She's got a reference, which is more golden than any piece of paper with all your qualifications on it, right? You've got someone that you trust saying this guy is actually okay, right? And if someone come to me and said, I've, and you know, that I trusted and worked with and like, you know, every, you know, everything that I respected in the workplace and stuff like that and said, I've got this guy, this guy is really good at doing what he's doing. And, you know, then surely that's like, um, obviously they're going to interview for the places, but if you've got like someone in mind that's got superb references, surely that's worth way more than any like CV, you know? Anyway, turns out she doesn't get it, which kind of like, obviously you knew it was going to happen because of the way that the, um, the way the uh, episode was going, but, um, but anyway, but the thing is also, she kind of like begs the guy for the job and she, and, and he's like, look, I'll consider it, which basically meant, I'm too much of a coward to say no to your face. I'm going to call you later and say no on the phone. And hopefully I'll get your answering machine. Anyway, so she goes to a shop and she can't get food because she's on the list of people that give bad checks. Turns out she can't afford the food and she doesn't get a job. And it turns out that, you know, the kids don't actually know that she's lost her job. Um, Tasha's in a mood and Andre's got a beeper and her mum's really not happy because um, she thinks all like, gangbangers and drug dealers and stuff like that always have these beepers um, and then she's like give me the beeper marcus and then he, he's like i'm not marcus and it's kind of this big thing and i was like i was like who's marcus i was like i bet marcus is dead i bet marcus is important um and she's obviously worried about the dinas and she goes to this um other woman's house and she's kind of talking about it and this is where you learn that marcus is her dead son who got shot by um by gangs um and a woman gives her a little bit of money and says like sweets. you know sweets Sweets the lady. is her name, yes. Yeah, sweets. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so Sweets. She goes to her house and she and she's kind of talking to her and she's saying like, "Look, this is not this is not on your because she's kind of moaning about the kids doing this and these people doing that." She goes, "Look, this is on you. You know, you got to be honest with the kids. You got to do this. You got to do that." And she kind of gets a bit annoyed about it. She tries to storm off, but then she kind of gets a bit upset. Um, the woman gives her a little bit of money and said, "Look, don't worry." And then mum goes home and she apologised to everyone. And then on the on the answering machine, it says like, "Look, I've got a there's a guy from the supermarket calls up and says, look, I've got a proposition for you. Just swing by in the morning and we'll talk about your problem or whatever." Um, then episode two, Andre's got his mates. My nose, oh, so it's okay. So Andre's mates round and he ate all the food. And obviously, her mum's like screwing her nut because she's got no food. She's got all of her savings are getting depleted, and like he kind of ate all the food. Um, and then they have a family meeting. Mum tells him like, "We got no money. I have no job." Um, and then everyone kind of starts arguing. You see Dion kind of throwing stuff, like getting really nervous as everyone's arguing. Um, and then mum tells like um, Andre to act like a man, right? And it kind of goes off and she goes to the supermarket to, where he offers her a job, but it's like $200 less. I'm not sure if it was a week or a month or whatever it was, you know, to work there. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then she goes home and Andre's bought loads of food and he's got loads of money and he's kind of flashing the cash. Um, and mum's like, where do you get it? Or I'll flush it. And then she's like, and he's like, oh, I got it off um, one of Marcus's old homeboys, right? And it uh, turns out that this guy's like a drug dealer and he's kind of lent in the cash. Um, and mum, she she tells him, she's like, right, take off your belt. And she doesn't take off her own belt. She uses his belt 
to give him a whooping. <laughs> so it was quite, quite, I thought that was quite funny. And then the kids come out. He's like, oh, what's going on? She's like, get back in there. I'll give you one as well. Mum takes Andre to to give the money back and she's like, you do it. And every time that he talks, she kind of talks over him. And he ended up having a massive like kind of face off with a, with a, with a, uh, with, a, with this with this guy in his own house. And then in the end, she has to go back to the place and um, ask to take the lower paid job, even though she thinks it's kind of like, because she's kind of like, she's a high flyer. She's a high achiever, but she can't get any jobs. So she has to go back and she thinks, because you don't, don't want to take a job at a supermarket, but in the end, she has to take the job in a supermarket because something was better than nothing in that situation. That's the end of episode two. Cool. So I watched, I believe this was episode four or five called co-op and yeah it kind of starts with tasha she's basically coming back from the shops she runs into some muggers and so they're all like oh what's in the bag what's in the bag she's like as she stands up to them she goes look there's nothing in here except for kitchen utensils and tissues so if you want to take that then take it so they look in the bag and they're like oh forget this kind of thing like i'll get out of here we don't want your kitchen utensils She's like just taking a step back and just basically runs the other way and doesn't even look. And Andre's talking to his girl, Nicole, on the phone. And Tasha's teasing him about it. She wants to go. Tasha wants to go to the track meet after school, but she can't because Dion, she had, someone has to pick Dion up from school and he can't dress himself. And that's meant to be Andre's job. And obviously Andre's, like, you know, he's a man. He can dress himself up. And then you literally see Dion walking out with his underwear, going outside. And he's like, okay, maybe not. And Joan is basically working in the shop and she's trying to sort out problems. There's that little, she's trying to like put out little fires. And people are worried about they're not getting paid. And, you know, G, Joan, Joan's trying to sort it out. And basically there's someone coming so like the supplier he's coming he goes you know what i'm taking the stuff out the out the shelves because obviously you're taking a mick with all the the lack of pay and joan's like look we're gonna pay you on friday i promise i promise and the dude just goes you know what he has his two men he goes right vamanos take all the stuff and she's going to bobby and bobby's like hey my sister what can i do to help you man and then obviously she's like can't you see that there's people they're doing all this stuff and Bobby's like, look, please just deal with it. Deal with it. And she's going up to try and deal with it. But the man, he just ends up being really rude to her. And then obviously Bobby's like, is there a problem? And so the the guy is like, oh, yeah, this woman saying, oh, we're not getting paid. What's up with that? You know, you need to fix her up. Basically just being a a real arsehole. And I really hated Bobby for this. And so he throws Joan under the bus going, oh, hey, my brother, let me rap to you for a second. So he goes, yeah, yeah, you you got to excuse uh, my assistant, Joan. She's only been working here for a minute. I'll set her straight. I promise all this. I just basically throwing her under the bus. I just like talking to her like absolute rubbish. Like if I was Joan, Joan should have smacked him. And, yeah, so, uh, and then obviously they're like, oh, what's going on here? And Mayo's like, oh, Bobby, he's a magician. He's like, oh, shoot, I bet this man could sell pig feet to a Muslim. He's just so smooth <laughs> with it. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <"Okay."> <laughs> 
the way he's like, oh yeah, yeah, and he goes, he goes, yeah, don't. He goes, my brother will pay you on Friday, like you know, don't, don't try and bring black businesses down, like you know, I'm a black man and we we gotta stick together in this fight and all this stuff. And the man is like, all right, then I'll come back on Friday. All right, men, bamanos. And obviously, Joan was just like out on a limb kind of thing, and he's like, look, I had to say what I had to say, like I'm. Whatever kind of thing, and I just thought, yeah, that was just a bunch of BS kind of thing. And then, meanwhile, Tasha picks up Dion from school, and he's just basically being really, really irritating and annoying. And he's just basically like knocking things over, putting like banging on the table. And then, obviously, he has to have thirty minutes of cuddle time, and so she's trying to cuddle him, but he ends up punching her in the face. And then she has to take him to therapy. And she's just basically like, yeah, ugh, just take him to therapy. Like, I don't even care about him kind of thing. And then obviously the therapist is trying to talk to Tasha going, you know, how are you? Are you okay? And she's like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, leave me alone. Here's, here's Dion. Deal with him sort of thing. And obviously Dion's going into the room playing with toys. And she's like, you know, well, Dion's fine. How are you? And obviously she goes like, I'm fed up with him. He's nothing but a crack baby that my mum adopted because she misses Marcus. And then obviously she's just venting to this uh, therapist. She goes, do you want to talk about it? She's like, no, I don't want to talk about it. Leave me alone. Get me the hell out of this place. And she's like, oh, it's, 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 it's so annoying that Andre is being treated like a baby. Marcus was treated like a baby before he died. Now we've got this baby, crack baby here in the, in our house sort of thing. And she's like, oh, nobody ever had cuddle time with me. And then we kind of see the whole issues with um, Tasha and uh, and Dion. Then Bobby is basically saying that... um. He's doing an interview about black-owned businesses. And here's another thing that he does that's really, really out of pocket. And so he's basically telling some interviewer about Joan. And he's like, oh, take, for instance, Joan. She was this lowly woman down on her feet. And uh, we gave her a job. And we, we got her back on her feet. And, and, and all this stuff. And obviously, Joan is like what and she's like to bobby can we talk she's like why the hell are you telling these news people my business how could you possibly do that and obviously bobby is like well your story serves as an inspiration is it not the truth did you not come here broke and 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 and, and looking for some kind of way out was all this not true and he's like to her whether you like it or not your story is going to serve as an inspiration well, she's like, okay, well, you could have told me because I could have run my hair through a brush. Damn. So I think Lucille points out, oh, your hair, girl, your hair's looking kind of messy. And then Tasha's basically talking to the therapist. But yeah, she's accusing her mum of babying the boys. And, you know, Tasha, yeah, she's just basically pouring a heart out to this uh, therapist. Then they go back home and Tasha's basically saying, I don't want to talk about the therapist and things that happened. 
And I think it kind of ends with Dion hugging Tasha. Kind of like, I know I might be a handful, but I kind of, I love you. So, and it ends in that way. And it's really, really nice. The last, um, the last two episodes I watched was a part one and part two called Gun. And so starts off with Tasha singing Amazing Grace. And she's singing it incredibly well. Like, damn, like you, are you a singer for real kind of thing? Like, it wasn't like, oh, I can hold a note good. This was like, I'm a professional singer and I'm about to drop an album next week level singing. And Andre is supposed to be making breakfast for Dion, but he's just basically chatting away to Nicole. And Joan is basically getting stressed out, but he's he's chatting away. And Dion, he spills milk because obviously he's trying to pour the milk of the cereal. And Nicole is basically saying, you know, do you love me to Andre? And you, I want to know how you feel. And obviously Andre's like, yeah, I don't know about all of that. When are we going to see each other kind of thing? And obviously Nicole is like, yeah, our relationship is on pause until you can decide what it is you really want. And Andre basically forgets to pick up Dion from school and then he bumps into Rashad and they uh, get into trouble with this, with, with this gang because Rashad is basically looking at a girl and he's basically giving her the eye and the wink and the wave. And obviously the guy's like, so you're just going to diss me like this in front of my girl? You're going to like do this in front of me? Like the brass neck to do that. And then obviously Andre nicks his mum's gun from her drawer. And then he basically, he's like, you know, to the gang. Yeah, this is, and obviously they're like, you know, we're not going to let you go past. And Andre just basically pulls out his gun. He's showing the gun, goes, yeah, this is my ghetto pass. How about now? And obviously they're like, yeah, okay, like whatever, dude. Do your thing, I, and they and they all basically leave the bus going, yeah, whatever, damn. And obviously Rashad's like, yeah, that's so cool, man. You got a gun, you got a gun, like what, what, what? And obviously, you know, Andre's like, you know what, I'm I'm gonna carry this for protection. Cause I think there's an episode where he gets mugged, and obviously he's like, you know, uh, after that, I just want to carry this gun around, and. Tasha is basically practicing for choir at home because she's going for the solo. And Andre comes back home and he needs to put the gun back without his mum knowing. But then obviously his mum comes back so he can't do it. And so basically Joan was like to him, you've got no sense of responsibility. You're running up my phone bill because you're talking to some girl. You don't pick up Dion from school. You're not doing anything. So you know what? You're grounded. And obviously Andre's like, you know, I don't want to be grounded because I've got to go to um, the big party on Friday night. She goes, yeah, you can't go to that. Until you can show some responsibility, you're grounded until I say otherwise. And so he cuts to the shop and Bobby, he's like, oh, let me chat to you, Andre and Rashad, you know, young brothers, let me chat. And he goes, oh, I heard you got into some kind of scuffle in the bus. And obviously Andre's like, huh? where the hell did you hear that from? And he goes, oh, don't worry. And he's like, you know what, my brothers, I'm always here for you. You know, black men have to be the strength of our community where we're, we're a, a, an endangered species. We don't we don't want to we don't want to run out and, and, and die sort of thing that like we've we, we black men have to stick together. And I, I like the speech because, yeah. 
You know, we, we are an endangered species, black men, and we 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 gotta we gotta try and do what we can to uphold and uplift our communities. And so they go back home, and Rashad basically wants to see the gun, and they're just messing. They're basically messing around with the gun, and obviously Andre's like, "Yeah, that's what don't mess about." And Rashad was like, "You know what? I would love to run up on those guys who stole my radio." And Andre's like, "Yeah." I would love to get the guy who shot my brother Marcus, and it just ends. and And you see, like Dion listening to their conversation, and then part two, Andre is trying to call Nicole on the phone, and obviously Nicole's like, "Where the hell you been for these few days?" And obviously he's like, "Oh well, didn't you say our relationship was over?" She goes, "I didn't say it was over. I said we were on pause." And her friend. Basically, her her friend, I don't know if it's Candy or Chanel or one of them. And Andre's like, and obviously her friend is like, why are you talking to this loser? Let's call another guy sort of thing. And obviously Andre's like, um, why don't you uh, talk to your bugaboo friend? And I didn't know, like, it's like bugaboo. So basically you're bugging a boo. Basically that's what bugaboo, I believe, means. <laughs> in the, uh, in, in the simplistic form. I've I've heard yeah the, I've heard the term bugaboo like oh yeah don't be a bugaboo man but I think yeah it is a it is a strictly American term obviously if I've got the definition of bugaboo wrong then obviously Americans please tell me what bugaboo means because we're we're British and we obviously don't we ain't got a clue <laughs> yeah Andre basically he's talking to the friend he goes you know what friend why don't you mind your own business and stop basically talking to uh, Nicole and putting ideas into her head. And then obviously, yeah, Nicole goes, okay, she's not on the phone anymore. She's telling her friend, you know what? You need to go get you a man and you need to stay out of my business. Mm-hmm. All of that nonsense. And then Andre realizes he's not getting anywhere with Nicole, so he hangs up. Tasha is heading out for a sleepover and Andre's like, you know what? Look, I've cleaned the house. I've cleaned the oven. I've uh, done my responsibilities. Can I please, please go out to this party? And so Joan is like, oh, okay, damn. And then she goes, oh, you got to come back by 10 o'clock though. And he goes, oh, come on, 11 o'clock. She goes, no, 10 o'clock. And that's final. And then she's like, all right, fine, go out. And then Sweets comes over after her date flops her. Basically, he's like, oh, my check bounced. And then she goes, oh, that's the last time I'm dating a white man. Shoot. <laughs> and she comes to the house and then she goes and then Joan is like you know I don't really know about Andre I don't really know what he's doing and so Sweets was like you know what why don't you go look in his stuff but she goes obviously I can't do that that's his private thing she goes oh you want to know how I found out my last two boyfriends were cheating on me I looked through their things that's how I found out and she's like oh I don't think I can do this I don't think I can do this she's like well do you want to know what your son's up to and then they're basically looking through Andre's things to find out what he's up to. They find a little bag with powder. And then she's like, oh, my God, what is this? What is this? What is this? And then I think they smell it. And it's basically baby powder. And they're like, oh, shit. Whew. And then they find, they find lettuce to Nicole in the bin. And so they're like, oh, so he's in love. And it's a big night at the High Life. And Andre is basically waiting up for Nicole to show up. And she turns up, but obviously isn't in the mood to see Andre. 
And obviously Andre's like, you know what? I've got a present for you, girl. And then she goes, really? What is it? And he goes, oh, wait, 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 wait. Before, wait, you're going to have to wait. And so, yeah, obviously they're back into the, they're back on good terms again. And Rashad, he's basically a rapper. And so he's performing and he's, you know, doing really, really good. He's, he's, he's doing a really, really good set. And he catches the eye of Candy, uh, Nicole's best friend. And so basically a guy just basically bumps into Nicole and he's like, yeah, yeah, where the party at? What's up? And obviously Andre's like, do you not see my girl? Are you going to say sorry? And he goes, man, like, you need to get out of here. I'm just doing my thing. I'm just trying to party. And so he basically shoves Andre. And he's like, man, back off. I'm not going to say sorry to your girl. Like, move out of my way. And so Andre shows his gun going, you what, mate? Obviously, he didn't say that because he's not from the East End. Like, yeah, you what, mate? You what? Yeah, he's basically, yeah, he, he turned around and goes, yeah, look. How about you say sorry now before this goes to the next level? And obviously, the dude is like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm say sorry to your girl. Like, And then obviously, Nicole is like, what the hell are you doing carrying a gun? Are you crazy? She basically storms out. And Andre runs after her. She basically jumps onto a bus. And Andre manages to catch up with her. She's like, don't touch me. Don't even look at me. Don't even do anything. Like, get off this bus. And even though she's furious, Andre's like, yeah, I'm not going to leave you on this bus alone at night. Are you mad? And obviously, she's like thinking, yeah, good point sort of thing. And she goes, you know what? <laughs> you can go sit on the other side and don't talk to me. And so, yeah, they're just on the bus and they're just going through all these different neighborhoods. And then, yeah, it, basically Andre's the last stop. He goes home. He quietly puts the gun back into the drawer. And he basically is home. And his mom is falling asleep on the uh, on the TV in the couch. And so she's like, hey, Andre, what's the time? And he basically looks at the watch and it's 9.57. And yeah, she's like, oh, how was your night? And he's like, yeah, it's not been a good night, to be honest. And he's like, do you ever, you know, try and do the right thing, but always come up in the wrong way? And obviously he did write a letter to uh, Nicole, but he just leaves it on the bus. And... He reassures his mum, look, I'm not going to do wrong by you. And obviously she's like, oh, is there something you want to tell me? And he goes, yeah, I'm trying to do the right thing. And he goes, I promise that I won't do wrong by you. And yeah, that was the uh, South Central. It's a pretty good show, man. Just weird format. That's it. That's just, a, that's it, you know? Yeah. You could take that exact script and apply it to something like more appropriately shot and it would be amazing. Absolutely. I think what they should have done was something in the in the format of Boys in the Hood. They should have just done that. Please tell me you've heard of Boys in the Hood. I will have when I Google it. One second. Morris Chestnut, Ice Cube, the film, Boys in the Hood. I've heard of it, I think, yeah, but I've not seen it. Well, I suggest you watch Boys in the Hood. And on that note, we will go on to the last one which is All of Us. And this show came out in September 2003, despite my notes saying September 1993. And some of the things happening in the world. 
Dutch dispensaries became the first in the world to offer cannabis as a prescription drug. Swedish voters reject joining the Economic and Monetary Union of the European Union and adopting the euro, with 56.1% of voters voting no. The Methuselah Foundation launches the Methuselah Mouse Contest, offering a prize to the team which can extend mouse lifespan the longest. The aim is to promote research which can offer insights into human longevity. Lost in Translation was in the cinemas and Superstar by Jamelia was in the charts. Yeah, I know this one. It's an incredibly catchy song again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it was, it's definitely on one of those, you know, like what I was talking about last week with the, the box or the, yeah. the or whatever it was. It's just on the, like on repeat, basically. Yeah, It's a, an incredibly catchy song. It's like a real uh, toe tapper. Yeah, I remember this one. I think it was, these were my boxing days it was on. I think it was in, I was on the way to a um, some contest and my coach had it on in his, like, uh, on his big old truck. And this is like... <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Shout out to Jamelia for that one. All of Us Now, and this is a American sitcom series that aired on the UPN network in the United States. And then it got moved to the CW, which was a new network formed by the merger of UPN and the WB, which I'm thinking stands for Warner Brothers. It's loosely based on creator and executive producers Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith's own blended family. And it revolves around Robert James, played by Dwayne Martin, who's a divorced TV entertainment reporter with a young son, Bobby, and his fiance Tia and who was a kindergarten teacher who helped him through the breakup of his first marriage and Robert shares custody of his son with his ex-wife Nisi with whom he shares a tenuously friendly relationship for the sake of their son. Robert also finds himself in a difficult situation attempting to maintain the peace however uneasy between his ex-wife and his fiance Friends of the couple included Dirk Black, who's played by Tony Rock, who's the brother of Chris Rock, Robert's single best friend and producer, and Tia's best friend and fellow teacher, Janelle. And in series three, Tia breaks off her engagement to Robert, leaving a nearly single Robert faced with a situation wherein Nisi must move in with him and Bobby temporarily after her apartment building is destroyed by a fire. And in addition to Tia, Two other supporting characters, Janelle and Turtle, were written out of the series. In season four, Lavon Green joined the cast as Courtney, who is Dirk's long-lost daughter. Elise Neal, who portrayed Tia Jewel, announced that she would not be returning for the third season of the series due to the salary imbalance between her and co-star Lisa Ray. Wow, so they were beefing on the show and in real life. <laughs> How about that? In 2005, Terry J. Vaughan, who played Janelle Abrams, and James Vincent, who played Turtle, also announced they would not be returning to the series due to contract issues. And in November 2005, Terry J. Vaughan returned to play Janelle in a guest appearance for the third season's two-part Legal Affairs episode. James Vincent returned to play Turtle in a guest appearance in the third episode, Creeping with the Enemy. 
In 2007, it was cancelled and the CW were transitioning to shows that showcased more teenage and young adult dramas as well as reality and steering away from sitcoms altogether. While the last season of All of Us averaged about the same viewers as the third season of The Vampire Diaries or the last four seasons of Smallville, it, like every other sitcom, be it an original UPN or WB show, was cancelled as apparent by the CW not acquiring many sitcoms after the merger and slowly cancelling all sitcoms and not funding any after 2009 because reality TV just kind of took over the world and yeah. Yeah, that was a sad time when reality TV, I can't stand reality TV. I think it's the worst. I mean, whether it's watching people in a house doing weird things or whether it's watching people watching TV, it's all (laughs) trash. And yeah. uh, um, Anyway, all of us. What a colourful show this was. Did you notice how colourful it was? Just Mm. just looking at it. Um, um, I thought this show was like a a really good, funny... um, well thought out show like um i have to admit i only watched one episode of this due to um time constraints but i yeah i thought this show was like perfect in its formatting um and it's a shame that you know kind of the sitcom just fell off because i think the sitcom is like the staple of television to be honest yeah i don't really understand why you would give up that format for reality television but i think like i remember like the sort of mid noughties mid to late noughties it just was was the rave reality television big brother yeah the hills or oh I don't know. even like this the only way is essex and yeah them as well do you know honestly though i i I have full respect for the you know for the for the filmmaking aspect of it but i can't stand the shows like watching them personally it does not do it for me. I'm not I'm not going to lie. We did watch Big Brother a lot growing up. I had like, to watch one season for uh, for some media studies stuff that I did, but never again. No, yeah, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie and say I didn't watch these reality shows because it did. And whether reality show came in the form of like even music stuff, so like X Factor, American Idol, I think they kind of fall into the reality TV. Mm. Yeah, I guess. I mean, obviously, like, I think Pop Idol, when it first came out, I watched. Yeah. Looked, kind of took the nation by storm. Like, no one had ever seen, like, a talent show like that on TV before. Well, no, right? it was Pop Stars, wasn't it, first? No, it's Pop Idol. That was the no, first one, No, it was one, Pop right? Stars. Pop Stars really? was the first one. Yes, with Darius doing the whole Britney Spears hearsay being formed. That that came first, and then it was Pop Idol. Really? Okay. Yes. Right. The first one I yes, watched was Pop Idol. Absolutely. It was Pop Stars. It was um, Pete Waterman, Nigel, and I can't remember what the lady was called. It was like Nick, Nikki or Claire something. And it was that, yeah. And it was it was Darius who kind of made like this whole thing about he sang um, Baby One More Time, and he did it in such a weird and indulgent way and it kind of became like the the thing and it's so crazy because they the whole idea of pop stars was to form the next best band yeah. and obviously they came up with hearsay and I obviously they the, were like a manufactured band because obviously like it was like 10 of them the final yeah. was 10 of them and obviously the five became hearsay and then it was the other five 
However, the unemployed. other five became no, no, oh, 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 <laughs> au contraire, au contraire. <laughs> the other five became Liberty X. Oh, really? Yes, and well, I think they became more successful than Hearsay. Well, I didn't. I had no idea that there was ever anything even before that, right? <laughs> well, yeah, and it was that, and then it became Pop Idol. No, sorry, even before Pop Idol. There was pop stars the rivals i knew about that show but i thought that was after because it was um girls allowed who were formed out of that pop stars the rivals and they went up against the boy band i can't remember what they were called but they were rubbish compared to girls allowed it was like once they kind of formed and they were like okay nation vote for this girls allowed you know and they end up being like one of the biggest girl groups of that decade or vote for these five geeks and jamokes and they're going to form a group. And it was just, yeah. <laughs> this girl's allowed the one that Cheryl, Cheryl Cole was in. Yeah. Cole was in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, girls allowed. Good stuff. Shout out to girls allowed. They had a couple of uh, catchy songs, didn't they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I would know most of their songs, probably, being that decade. But yeah, How can I you know. not know that one? No, I do. That's I'm like just the saying. Most iconic one. I think that's what I'm saying. I think I know like probably most well, of their stop songs. Stop staring at me in that blank expression then. Just <laughs> staring sorry. at me like, 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 huh? What the hell are you doing? But yeah, I mean, like reality TV. What Is I... this Roachfit again? Is this Cuddly Toy? No, but I did go back and watch that clip whilst you were having a chat earlier. Watch that clip uh, from Alan Partridge because it was on the movie, right? I didn't know it was on the movie. Um, and yeah, I. I remember the clip. I remember the the, the, the bit, but I just don't know the song. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, back back to this show. I I I like this show too. I I thought it was funny. I thought it was really well done. Obviously, Dwayne Martin is a big enough actor. He was married to Tisha Campbell Martin, who the one from uh, My Wife and Kids. Yeah. yeah, but I think they had a really bad breakup. She used to be called Tisha Campbell Martin, but I think now she's just called Tisha Campbell. But um, yeah, Dwayne Martin, good actor. Obviously, this was done by Will and Jada. So obviously, this kind of got their names on it. So I don't think they were going to put out anything that wasn't going to be... Yeah, I mean, you could bad. see the budget and you could also see like the kind of product placement with the interior design and stuff like that. This was well thought out. This was well delivered. The script was good. And it, do you know what? It was funny. Like, there was a couple of times. I only watched one episode, like I said. So I can't really, com you know, I'm not really able to comment on the entire series as a whole. But, like, for sure, I, I enjoyed the script and the um, the delivery. The actors were great. And I thought they captured some really nice moments between, like, the, the divorcee and the, you know, the fiance. You know, yeah. like, some really cool dynamics there. And obviously, that's a really tricky dynamic. How do you, if you're marrying, you know, a divorced man he's going to have an ex-wife and if they've got a kid there's going to be that dynamic you know um and yeah i thought that was i thought it was really good and you know even the uh i've forgotten his name but it was dirk. um dirk when he like you know smacks him in the back of the head and you know he's like who are you? he's like he's what are you scared of character. well you right now <laughs> yeah um he was a great um, supporting actor. Yeah, I thought he was great. Really, I mean, really good. I think I've seen, because I saw him last, I think, on Everybody Hates Chris. And I was like, I've seen you before, 
I cannot think where I've seen you before, you know? Um, and yeah, when you said it, everything just clicked. I was like, damn it. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, that's me. Right. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's go into episodes then. You can talk about, I'm guessing you watched the pilot. So you yeah, so I watched the, there. yeah. So I watched the pilot. Um, like I said, unfortunately I didn't have time to watch more. Um, I went down the route of watching cause I had a choice basically. And, the, and this week I had a choice. Do I watch two of, um, South Central or do I watch two of all of us? And I chose South Central and kind of, um, anyway, that's, this is all bygone. So, um, Robert James shows Tia, and I've put the, no, the names basically for me. So Robert shows Tia his new, like, his, his new, like, uh, is a news anchor, right? So he shows his new sign off and he's like, peace to you, um, or something like that. And he, and he, she's like, yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> and and, and um, he's, he's like, come on, that's my thing. And he's like, no, nah, no. Nah. Anyway, so Bobby comes downstairs. Oh, so she's basically like kind of dancing for him. And then Bobby comes downstairs, his son, who's like, hi, guys. And it turns out, like, this is where you learn that it's, Robert's son and it's not Tia's son and and he's like I could spell a bad word and he's like go on and how, how do you spell it he's like H-O-K he's like what does that spell ass <laughs> and he's like whoa, whoa, whoa and then Tia's like that's not how you spell it you spell it like this then Tia leaves and she says something about a divorce and then Nisi kind of basically walks through the door and he's like well you're you know the um the doorbell still works. He's like, oh yeah, it does. And it kind of like acts like she's kind of owning the place. And that's, so that's Bobby's mum anyway, his ex-wife. Uh, she's kind of rubbing it in, sitting on the sofa, being all at home, you know, kind of rubbing it into his face and stuff like this. Um, then kind of uh, cuts to the next day, kind of roll title sequence here. And next day, divorce papers come through and Robert's looking at it and he's kind of like looking into all the paperwork, this and that and the other. And uh, Tia wants him to just, you know, like, oh, brilliant, my divorce papers. Like, get this woman out of my life, sign, 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 away you go. But he's obviously reading it. He's like, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. And and, and she's he's reading it more carefully than than she kind of wants him to. So she's gets a bit funny about it. He's funny about it because it's a divorce. Anyway, so in uh, at her work in the staff room, she's talking to the women about what happened. And at his work, he's talk, kind of talking to, he's talking to what I think is his cameraman, right? this yeah. white guy dirt comes in and says like he goes um he goes i couldn't help but over here and he goes what do you mean you couldn't help but over here he's like dude you're wearing your mic the whole newsroom heard what you just said <laughs> <laughs> um and uh dirk's like giving him advice and and he's sending he's like the white guy keeps coming in and just says oh yeah it's like you know when you've lost an arm but your arm still itches and he's like what are you talking about just like he's like go away He's like, I'm scared. And Robert says, he's like, what, you know, what's the matter? And he goes, well, I'm scared. And then Dirk like smacks him on the head. And he goes, what are you scared of? And he goes, well, you right now. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then the white car comes back and he goes, and he just goes like, my man, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> he's just like, go away. Um, I thought that was really funny. Um, uh, anyway, so Robert, uh, Robert goes home and he asks Tia to marry him. And just says like, you know, got to make a commitment. Like, I've signed the divorce papers. It's done. I'm ready to marry you now. And then he goes, and then back to work. And then basically, um, uh, uh, Nisi has heard about the, the, you know, the, the engagement and she's kind of like, Oh, you know, I can't believe you, you know, didn't tell Bobby first and this and whatever. And so he's like, well, meet me at my place at four and I'll take him out and tell him. And he takes out Bobby and he kind of tells him T has got a new couch because, you know, Nisi was all like, I remember what happened on this couch kind of thing. So they got a new one. Um, and Bobby and Robert having a heart to heart. And I thought this was really nice. So it's like a moment where, you know, you got to tell a kid like, 
there's a new woman here, you know, and this is obviously must be a very confusing dynamic for the child and a very difficult conversation to have with the parents. So, you know, and he's like, well, mommy's still with my money, mummy. And he was like, yeah, of course. So then, and then back at work, he does a new sign off. Like he like put a piece to you and this and that and the other. And he's like, he's like, oh, how'd it look? He goes, I don't know. Cause they cut off you like ages ago. So they didn't even make it to her anyway. And then Nisi comes in to his work again. And he's just like, I don't want to be erased. Let's try again. And he's like, dude, like, no, you said you wanted to break out of me. And the, the time to do this was a year and a half, a year and a half ago. And I thought this was really good because he like very firmly, but like, you know, wasn't rude or anything, but just kind of put her in a place. It's like, you can't do this now. Like, um, he's like, you need to basically do one. And then Dirk comes in. He's like, that's how you man up. And I think he gives him another little smack. Um, and then he's like, whoa, whoa. Um, anyway, so uh, this is one, this is probably my favorite bit of the entire episode. Uh, so at the end, he kind of sits down both women and he kind of laid down the ground rules. He's like, right, Tia, you're going to be my wife. He's like, but Nisi is always going to be here because she's my ex-wife and the mother of my child, right? He's like, Nisi, this is my new wife. You need to respect her, this and that and the other. And he's like, right, okay, the floor's open. You want to, you want to like kind of like air any grievances. They start kind of talking to each other and it's very polite at first. I want to, you know, I want you to use the doorbell when you come. I don't want you to walk in. This is my house. Okay, that's fine. But I want you to respect me whilst I'm here. That's fine. Okay. Um, but I understand that you're a guest in this house. I, okay, that's fine. Blah, blah, blah. And anyway, they start like, but then it gets like more heated and more heated and more heated. They end up like bickering and then like, she's like, that's it, I'm going. And she storms out and she goes upstairs. So they still don't like each other at the end of it, but it was a good, it was a good try. Um, anyway, that's the end of the first episode. Uh, like I said, thoroughly enjoyed this and thought everything was delivered pretty much spot on. Then I went on to, I believe, series two, episode one, Reunited and It Don't Feel That Good. Kind of a play on the words of the song, Reunited and It Feels So Good. So yeah, Robert and Tia are having problems and Nisi is concerned. And basically, yeah, she's like, Obviously, Tia basically leaves, and then Nisi is like, you know, why is she gone? And then obviously he's like, look, she's not, she's not gone, she's left. I think he was saying, you know, um, oh, who was he saying? I think he's saying like, uh, like a music, like Marvin Gaye's gone, but Jesus left because obviously they believe that Jesus will come back and be resurrected, and. It was like, yeah, she, she, and then obviously the reason is that Tia left is because Nisi's interfering too much. And Robert's thinking, you know what? I need to send flowers and balloons to Tia. And so Dirk is like, you know what? Tia is staying with me and Janelle. And Nisi goes to see Tia and apologizes if she's like caused any trouble. And then Tia decides to call Robert and says, you know what, I want to see you. And then he's like, yeah, 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 of course, of course. And then Dirk comes around and he's checking on Robert. And he's thinking, he says, you know what, I want to dump Janelle. And Tia does come over and she says, you know, I want to come and collect the rest of my things. And despite everything, she still wants to leave. And Nisi is basically advising Robert, saying, you know what, you need to give Tia time, as much time as she needs. The reason why you and I didn't work was because you 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 struggled with that aspect of giving a relationship time. Let it breathe. Just don't force it, don't rush it. Just yeah, just let it let it ride a little bit. 
And Dirk is saying that Robert, Dirk basically tells Robert that Janelle and Tia are basically going to go to the club. So they're going to be going, ah, ah, and not just going, ah. Honestly, he's one of my favorite comedians. <laughs> and yeah, and, the, and then basically these two girls are going, ah, ah. And Dirk is like, yeah, look, what are you going to do? Your girl's going to be up in a club dancing with a man. What are you going to do about that? And obviously he's like, oh, I don't, he goes, I, I trust my girl. I trust her. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I trust her too. But do you trust the men in the club? Hmm? Kind of thing. And then obviously he goes, yeah, yeah, right, let's go. And basically he walks in and then there's like this goofy guy like trying to dance with her. He's like, oh man, this is my jam. And they're basically dancing or whatever. And then Robert's asking Tia, look, do you want, let's, let's, let's get back together. And then you got on the other side, Dirk wanting to split up with his girl. And it's like this opposing thing goes, oh, look, I want you back. And Dirk's going, I think we need to split up. And then, and then Tia's going, look, I don't think this is going to work out. And then you got Dirk going, I don't think it's going to work out. And Robert's like, look, make a decision. What are you going to do? And then she hands the ring to Robert. And she's like, look, I'm sorry, I just can't do this. And then Robert has the ring and he just gives it to Dirk, like, whatever, like, I'm, I'm over it. And Dirk gets the ring and he gives it to Janelle. Like, whatever, just just marry me, girl, whatever. And then Janelle's just basically dancing with an old guy going, I'm getting married, I'm getting <laughs> married. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, oh, whatever. You, 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 you do my nothing, but whatever. Here you go. Take this ring and shut up kind of thing. Series three, episode one, starting over. And Robert is basically, he wants to start his life over because Tia is gone. And he show he gets axed, and he's basically running on the treadmill, and Dirk just walks in and he's like sort of creeping in, and he's like boo, and then Robert just jumps in, he's like ah, and he falls off the tread, and he's like what the <laughs> hell are you doing? And then you know he he has like a Mohican haircut, he's like look, this is a new me, this is a new look, this is um Hawk, yeah, what I'm gonna do, and uh, so. Uh, Yes, that is a nice uh, Cobra Kai reference. And Bobby ends up shaving his head, but he ends up doing the shaving the front a bit. And so I like how um, Dirk walks in and he goes, oh, look at him. He looks, he looks like a little George Jefferson. He's doing the whole George Jefferson walk and, and everything. What up, Wheezy? I'm putting my foot down, Wheezy. And, and what have you. Oh, I miss George Jefferson. And so Nisi comes and she's basically her house burns down and she moves in because that's what Bobby was like. Oh, so can you move in? And she's like, uh, I don't know. Daddy, can mommy move in? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yay! Like, whoa. And then, yeah, so Nisi and Robert, they're in the, the bathroom, but obviously don't want Bobby to see them. So Robert is hiding in the shower. And so Nisi, just being cheeky, she throws his toothbrush under the, in the toilet sink. And then he grabs her hairband from hiding in the shower and he puts it in the toilet. And they're just basically fighting. 
under the covers and obviously like, oh what are you doing and then Nisi goes oh nothing i'm just getting rid of a fly she's just basically punching at the at the shower curtain and she's basically hitting anything that she can reach from bobby she just basically knocks him out and he's there lying on the floor and he just opens the cold taps on him and yeah that was a, a bit a bit of banter and so dirk is like you know what you need to get your life together man I got us both uh, a lunch with a, a TV exec. And so they basically have to try and pitch ideas. And so Nancy's yelling on the phone and distracting everybody. And Robert's like, do you mind? And she's like, oh, I'm really, really sorry. And she's still yelling on the phone. And then she goes, oh, hey, I'm going to go to the shops to buy some stuff. And he goes, yeah, you, you drank all my lean. Like, what, what's up? And she goes, oh, I'm going to buy some now. Give me some money. She's basically just takes all his money and then there's a thing where you know father to son he's teaching him how to groom i had to like look good for an interview and she goes oh give me the brush baby and the kid's going brush baby give me the cologne baby and he bends up using his um, niece's perfume and he's like daddy you smell like mommy and he's like i'm fed up of her and then she's just basically ripping out the carpet and he goes what the hell are you doing and he's like, you don't like this carpet. He goes, I know I don't like this carpet, but it's the principle. Leave that carpet alone. Oh, but, 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 no. But, but, no. Do leave that carpet. And so they're meeting with the uh, the TV exec. And he, he they're basically pitching a, an idea for a show. He doesn't like it. And so basically there's these two girls talking over them and they're complaining about how men were being really rubbish on dates and so robert and dirk are giving them advice she was saying oh trust me if a man is saying he wants to go to the toilet that means he's gone and they're just basically just giving all this advice going this is what men do is what is how they operate and so they're like you know instead of wasting your time going back on this date why don't you just go spend your money and do it on other things so they're just basically chatting away to this girl and so they're thinking, you know what, what the hell are we going to do? And so the TV exec goes, that was incredible what I just watched. He goes, that's one of the best things I've seen ever. And so Robert's like, you know what, that's the show. We're going to give dating advice to women. And Dirk's like, what? And, it, and the TV exec goes, deal. <laughs> and, they, and they shake on it and they see that's the show. And Nisi's getting rid of the carpet. And she goes, oh, don't you think the carpet's ugly? Like Tia. Oh. Woo. <laughs> I was like, damn. They really didn't like each other. On set, off set. Dang. And Robert's like, you know what? You're taking liberties. I don't like that you're doing this. But he's thinking, you know what? This uh, hard floor is kind of looking nice still. And they end up being stuck to the floor because I don't think the glue had come off or something like that. So they're basically stuck on the floor. And they basically both fall on the floor. And then Bobby comes in and he's like, it's a pylon. Ah! <laughs> and the finale was a really, really fun episode. It's called The Wedding Singers. And Nisi's thinking, you know what? I want to have another baby. And Robert's like, "Woo, good luck with that. You know, it's none of my business. You want to have a baby? Go have a baby. And, and, and she goes to um, sperm donors and she's looking at the list of people. And then she's thinking, you know what? I don't really want to you know, have a baby with a stranger who doesn't know his dad. And then she's looking at Robert. She goes, oh, what about you? 
And he's like, hell no. I'm not getting involved in what you're doing. You're crazy. You know, let's, let's get out of here sort of thing. And uh, she gets a letter. And Nisi's mum is getting married again. And, but she ain't happy about that. And Robert's like, ooh, that's your problem. That's a you problem. Good luck with this wedding. And she goes, you're invited too. And he's like, uh, yeah, I'm not going. And then she goes, but the wedding's in the Turks and Caicos Islands. And he's like, so? We're flying first class and there's going to be lots of girls there. I'm going on holiday. Woo! And he's <laughs> whatever. And then Dirk agrees to babysit Bobby. They're on the flight and Nisi's trying to talk to Robert about um, the sperm donor. But he still isn't interested. And, you know, meanwhile, back at the house, Bobby's walking around with a condom. And he's like, obviously, Dirk's like, where the hell did you get that from? And he goes, oh, I thought it was a sweet. And he's like, it's not. And he goes, oh, where did you find it from? And he goes, I found it in Courtney's purse. And Courtney's his young daughter. And he's like, what? And so basically, Nisi's like waking Dirk up on their flight. And she's like, wake up, man. Wake up, wake up. And he's like, leave me alone. I'm not interested in this. I don't want to do this. And the plane ends up having problems. So they have to stop in Oklahoma. They land in a hotel, but Robert is so hungry and he realizes, you know what? The only way we can do this is we have to go to a wedding. And he's like, oh, we can't go to the wedding. He goes, oh, fine. We'll blend in. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And Dirk is basically confronting Courtney about what he found. And she goes, oh, it was given to me in um, health class or whatever. And back at the wedding, they realize that it's an all white wedding. And then you obviously they're <laughs> in the middle of Tulsa, Oklahoma. And they stick out like sore thumbs. And then obviously he's looking at the guest list. And he goes, oh, we're the, the Browns. Obviously the guy goes, uh, there's no Browns here. And they're like, oh, we're this person. And they just point out a name. And so they're thinking, you know what? Okay, fine. You can go through. And so they see the buffet table. And they're just basically helping themselves to some food. And there's a, one of the, um, not the bride, but uh, what are they called? Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. That's it, yeah. One of the bridesmaids is like, oh my god, I know you! Pointing at Robert. And Robert goes, oh, well, I didn't know you. I didn't know I had fans in uh, Oklahoma. And they were like, yeah, we're, we're, we're big, big fans. We're big, big fans. And she goes, hey, everybody, it's Jay-Z and Beyonce! <laughs> and it's like, uh, yeah, we're Jay Z and Beyonce, and they're basically trying to eat food or whatever. And then, basically, Dirk is giving advice to Courtney, and basically, the advice is, you have to wait, no matter what. And even if you think it's the right time, wait even longer. Just wait. That's that's the only advice I can give you. And Courtney's like, yeah, don't worry about me, Dad. I know what I'm doing. And so the bridesmaid wants the, to Robert and Nisi to perform. And obviously they were like, oh, you know, I don't think your band will know any of our songs. And she talks to the band and goes, oh, maybe the band might know your song. And so the band start playing. Please tell me you know the song. Yeah, I do, but I can't remember what it's called though but i do definitely 100 know it it's called crazy in love and so they're basically performing and then obviously he's like Haha, it's your boy 
Hove. And so she's doing the whole uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. And they're basically performing and they're having a good time at this wedding and everybody's all singing and dancing. And, yeah, they go back to the uh, the hotel room and they're like, oh, man, that was so much fun. That was so much fun. And then Robert's looking at the, uh, the list of uh, prospective men and Robert's like, you know what? Maybe... Uh, I I was uh, hasty. He goes, look, we might not be good as a couple, but look, we're great parents, and I'll agree to do this um, sperm donor deal. And she's like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And yeah, it ends with them having a little smooch, and that's how the show ends, and that's how the whole thing series ends. I mean, at least it had a nice round ending. Then I guess um, it was a very nice show. I, I I yeah, I liked this show. I thought it was very well put together, to be honest. Yeah, I, I really like this as well. And this is probably a really difficult job now to rank these shows. Yeah, I mean, this has been the hardest hardest uh, show to pick, I guess, in a number of weeks, I think, to be honest. And the closest one for me. So I've picked in third place and only losing points on um, format was uh, South Central. An extremely close second was um, um, what the hell is the show called? <laughs> All of us, <laughs> um, uh, and then um, and then first because it's British and because it's fantastic and because it was one of the most wholesome things I've watched in a while. Uh, a clear winner for this week was um, the Desmonds, and for the second week in a row, our top threes are exactly the same. Nice. I also went for South Central to be third, not because it was a bad show, but yeah, because the format kind of was a bit off and it suffered as a result. My number two was All of Us. It's very underrated, really fun, funny show, and I thoroughly enjoyed watching that. And yeah, number one, The Desmonds. It's British. It's great. It was wholesome, endearing, all of those things. And... I'm so glad that I watched it and it's available on pretty much every streaming platform or, you know, so you can go ahead and watch it. And I definitely recommend the Desmonds to everybody because this was a fantastic show and you can easily find it everywhere, frankly, everywhere. It's everywhere. So uh, definitely go out of your way to watch it. And yeah, on that note, I'll bring it to an end. Uh, Yesterday's Capers is available wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, we're available on all of the platforms and all of the uh, sites or whatever. We've had like an upsurge of listeners from Russia. So oh, really? uh, yeah, talk to us, Russia. What were you guys watching growing up? And if it's viable we will definitely cover it because we want to, we, we, we got you, man, because you guys have come out in support for this pod. And I appreciate each and every one of you Russian listeners. So uh, get back to me, yo, and tell me what you guys were watching and we'll see if we can, we can bring it on to uh, yesterday's capers. And uh, yeah, um, you can also find us on the socials on Instagram. It's yesterday's capers one. On Twitter, it's Yesterday Capers. On YouTube, it's youtube.com forward slash Yesterday's Capers. 
even though YouTube might bug out sometimes with the music, you can just go then on the uh, normal platforms. You can find me on the socials at Abdullah Molim on Twitter, Abdullah underscore Molim on Instagram. Give me a holler, give me a shout. And, you know, whether you're from Russia or UK or America or anything like that, just send us a message from time to time. And uh, I know there was one message on YouTube about how someone had all of the North and South records. So, uh, yeah, shout out to you. And uh, hopefully it will be on streaming sites soon. I agree with that message. And, uh, yeah, join us next time for another episode of Yesterday's Capers.